Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram. Follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights this podcast, Unshaken, our blog called Planted, our mom-to-mom ministry aimed at encouraging mothers in the work they do, and also our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly in March. There is so much good content on these socials, you are not going to want to miss it, so go follow them today. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory, like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, CastBox. It helps us out and it also helps you out because you get notifications of new episodes that drop each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to us at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you ever have any ideas, suggestions, or thoughts about an episode. Or maybe you just want to tell me about something that you heard on an episode and how it impacted you. Finally, Unshaken is a podcast for women, put on by women, and our goal is to encourage and challenge and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's jump right into our episode today. Today is our Mom to Mom monthly installment. This year in Mom to Mom, we are focused on the theme of joyful motherhood. Uh, These have come out on the third Thursday of each month. So I hope you go back and listen to all of the ones that have happened. Today, we're going to listen to a talk given by Audrey Bailey on the topic of having fun with your spouse. I'm super excited about all of the encouragement and challenge coming from Audrey and how you and I can love and live with fun and thankfulness to our spouse. Let's jump right in. Some relevant information about myself. Um, Like Katie said, I have four boys, six months to seven years old, and I am married to my husband, Ben, and we've been married for eight years. We met when I was six and he was seven. It was not a love at first sight kind of scenario, but we wised up eventually, and the rest is history. Um, He is self-employed. He sells online. I stay at home. I used to be a cardiac nurse, but I've been at home um, for a number of years until I had my second child. So that's me in a nutshell. And today I am here to talk with you about enjoying our marriages and really enjoying our spouses, enjoying our husbands. So I'm looking to have this be a really practical talk. And I think practical always starts with the Bible. So we're going to start with a verse from Ecclesiastes. Just one verse. Ecclesiastes 9.9. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your futile life, which she has given you under the sun. All the days of your futility. For this is your reward in life and in your work with which you have labored under the sun. So, you might be asking me, like, did she mean to pick this verse? (laughs) It says the word futile, like, three times, and this is supposed to be, like, an encouraging, fun talk about loving our husbands. But yes, yes, I did. And I don't know if you have read the book of Ecclesiastes before, but you've got to really understand the spirit with which Solomon is writing this book. So Solomon was a man, a king of Israel during really the golden age of Israel, if you will. Um, the Bible says that, that during Solomon's reign, silver was like stones. That's how common it was. So he really had access to all of life's pleasures. 
And it seems like from other places in the Bible, what he did was he systematically went through and tried the different pleasures of life to see if they would make him happy, to see if in the end they would add to his life. So he built things. He built palaces. He built the temple. He built houses for himself and his wives. He bought slaves, many slaves. He had a massive workforce to carry out whatever he wanted. He put his mind to study natural sciences. He studied plants. He studied animals. He studied people. He had hundreds of wives, even though he wrote in Proverbs again and again about the pitfalls of not being faithful and true to your wife. So God gave him wisdom. The Bible says he has the most wisdom of anybody who came before or after him, but he didn't always listen to the wisdom that God had given him. So this is the man writing the book of Ecclesiastes, and we think he wrote it near the end of his life. And it's a book that basically says, look, you and every other man is going to die. The sum of things is to fear and obey God and enjoy the life and the work that God has given you in your short life. So you might look at this and think it really belittles the work that we have to do. Like, what's the point? You know, feeling a little existential about things. Why even try? But what it does is the opposite of that. It simplifies what we have to do. It makes the point of life much more focused. And it makes obedience in our lives so much more important because it raises the stakes. It helps focus on the lasting impact that what we do that what we are doing right now has on our eternal souls and on the souls of our children and, and, and the future of our family. So looking at this, worth, this verse, it's really wonderfully simple. Enjoy your life that God has given you. Enjoy your wife, or in our cases, your husbands. And do and enjoy your work in the fear of the Lord. And in this case, the fields uh, kind of overlap here, husband and work, because much of our work is with our families and we're supposed to enjoy them. So keeping this in mind, keeping how important this is to God in mind, living in the way that God wants us to live, let me tell you kind of where we're going to head today with our little discussion here so nobody gets lost. First, we're going to talk about being happy where God has put us in life. Next, we'll talk about being an enjoyable person ourselves. Then we'll talk about serving God together. And then last, we'll finish with just fun date ideas. So let me say that again, just so we're all on the same track. So first, we're going to talk about being happy where God has put us. Then we'll talk about being an enjoyable person. Then we'll talk about serving God. And then last, we'll finish up with date ideas. So all of these things are really going to help us enjoy our marriages more. So first up, in order to enjoy our spouse, we have to enjoy where God has put us in life. And this is the groundwork. It's so different for all of us. If there's one thing that's easy to do, it's compare and find our lives a little drab. Am I right? So we compare to social media or just our friends around us. We compare to movies, to books, to people who aren't even, you know, real. Um, The funny thing is we don't do a side-by-side comparison. We don't, we don't say, oh, I want everything from this person's life. We, we get the sample platter at the restaurant, right? We say, oh, I will look at somebody's life and pick out the standout best thing 
and compare myself to that and ignore the other things. So it's, it's, I wish I had a house like this person. I wish I had a, a husband who was as understanding as my friend's husband. I wish I had a husband who made as much money as this person's husband. And I wish I had the time for field trips like this homeschooling mom. But also, I wish I had the time away for myself that this mom has. Or the time to further my career like this mom has. And we just want all of that in one. All of the, the perfect things in, in one, right? And it really inhibits us from taking a full view of what God has given each of us and enjoying what God has given each of us. It really sucks the joy out of it because we're insecure because we're not doing exactly what our friends are doing. Um, You don't feel like you can make the most out of a situation when you just want to jump out of your shoes into another person's shoes. Instead, we should want to flourish where we are with our circumstances that we have currently at this point in time. So, you know, sure, an unlimited grocery budget is fun. But have you ever mixed in oatmeal with your ground beef before you cook it? Because it makes it stretch and nobody notices. (laughs) I have. Don't judge me. I have a feeling I'm not going to hear the end of this. I thought maybe I won't put this in, but I said, I will. I will. I just got to be honest. You know, sure, so-and-so's husband is home by 5 o'clock every night, but... If your husband's gone, you can do kids' choice meal with your kids, which is where you give them the option of anything in the pantry, and they pick mac and cheese every time. But it works because that's what I was planning on making anyway. It's just like this illusion of freedom, you know? Um, Sure, so-and-so's husband spends every Saturday doing a list of jobs. But did you know that you can YouTube most small projects around your house and make yourself feel pretty accomplished? So we have to be happy in our shoes. Whatever our circumstances are, we need to take them and say, what can I do with this? How can I enjoy this? How can I make this part of my life a part of my life that I'm content with? We need to figure out what works for our particular families. What works for my family is not going to work for your family. You probably, I don't know, maybe you're not going to be stirring any oatmeal under your ground beef, but you can find out whatever works for you. If we're unhappy with our position in life, with the circumstances and people God has surrounded with us with, we communicate that, and it really creates a sour flavor in our home. And there can be very little that is more disheartening to our husbands than making him feel unappreciated or generally lacking in the ways that he has provided for us. But on the other side of that coin, on the positive side, there's not much that can be more encouraging to our husbands than making him feel like we are happy with our life, with our life with him, with our life together, and how he has taken care of our family. And that brings me to my next point, which is this. In order to enjoy marriage, we have to be enjoyable people. If we are happy with where God has put us, that's a really great start. But specifically, we have to be fun to be around. We have to enjoy our husbands. And it's kind of like a cyclical thing because in order to enjoy our husbands, we have to be enjoyable. And I don't know, it just all kind of builds on each other. So enjoy what your husband enjoys. Go through what he goes through. Be interested in him. Ask him questions. If you aren't quite sure what your husband does at work, 
that is a great place to start. <laughs> he has goals at work. He has achievements at work. He has difficulties at work. And you should be interested in them. It's a great way for us to be a support to our husbands is just to be involved with, you know, this job that's occupying, you know, half of or, or more of his day, maybe all of his day, you know, it's a good thing for us to be involved in and be interested in. You should have more overlapping interests than just your children. It's very easy to get in a groove, and I know this personally, where you feel like, well, you know your husband, you've been together a long time, there isn't much more to learn. But ask questions because there's always more to learn. Ask about childhood stories. Ask about preferences, like we just did with Katie. Does he like cake or pie? You never know. You might find something out about him. Maybe, you know, he likes cake because it reminds him of being a kid. I don't know. You know, there's always something more to learn about your husband. Ask what his most stressful relationship is. Ask what his ideal party would be. Listening and being interested is going to help you know your husband. So Ben is self-employed, like I said. And let me tell you, I have spent more hours being a sounding board or geeking out because Uline dropped a new variety of packing tape <laughs> or listening on, about how he's going to change one of his ad campaigns on Amazon to putting like 1% of this fund into advertising to 2% of this fund into advertising, you know, and it's not always something I totally completely understand, but it helps me be a help to him. And I enjoy being involved in it. And it's encouraging to have somebody be like his yes man, you know, that sounds great. Change it from 1% to 2%. That sounds good. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's not just work. It could be football, right? So maybe Watching football is not your natural bent. But if it's important to him, find out a way to enjoy football games. <laughs> it might be making food. It might be learning more about the game. I don't know what it could look like for you. But try to enjoy what he enjoys. And it just takes you knowing your husband and your husband knowing you and you guys working together to grow in each other's interests. Another way to be an enjoyable person is to be thankful. Now, Ben encourages me to verbalize things out loud. He is more of a natural, like, talk about everything kind of person. That's just how his brain works, is he works by talking things out. That's how he processes everything. And I don't necessarily clam up completely, but I'm not, say, as naturally verbose as him, right? Um, so this is something that Ben started, not me. I can't take the street cred for this one. But we thank each other every day for the things that we see the other person doing. So I will thank him for helping somebody move or for filing his quarterly taxes. And he will thank me for making dinner or cleaning the floors or dropping off packages at UPS for him. And it's important that it's not a, like, I thank you so that you thank me kind of thing. Like, it's not always a reciprocal kind of thing where you're just really asking for thanks yourself. It's just, it's much more developing a culture of thankfulness in your home. 
verbal thankfulness. It's easy for me to just think thankful thoughts or appreciate Ben and the things that he does in my mind, but it's the actual verbalizing it that is really going to be a game changer, and it, it has for us. So back to my points, right? So it makes sense that if we're content with our lives, if we're happy where God has put us, that this is going to reflect our marriage. That one makes sense. I doubt many people are going to be like, oh, no, that's, that's not right. And it also makes sense that if we are enjoyable people and we're thankful, we're going to enjoy our husbands more, right? That one makes sense, too. But what about our next topic here, which is that if we use our time to serve God, we are going to enjoy our marriage more. As women, I think we're naturally protective. This is a good thing. It's kind of like that maternal instinct, right? But along with these protective tendencies, we think that if we can control and maintain our time in the correct ratios, right? The ratio of husband to children to work to family to church to relaxation, we can swing it. We can find this this balance that is perfect for our family make our kids turn out the way they need to turn out, you know? But this is not a faithful way to live. When we entrust our lives to God, we're not just entrusting God with our personal mental relationship or our personal prayer relationship. So that certainly is part of it. We are entrusting him with our lives, our time, our marriage, and our children. And when we serve others and serve God, God blesses it even if your ratios end up getting thrown off. Ben and I have worked with the college group, like Katie mentioned, um, at our church for eight years now. And I see the benefit in our family from doing this. It's not something that we set out seeking necessarily. It's not like we were like, oh, we want to work in college ministry. This is our calling. But it was one of those things where we were the right people in the right place at the right time. And we've really enjoyed it. We have seen people grow in their faith. We have seen new salvation in the group, which is always just so exciting. Um, Obviously, it's college, and it's a bit of a greenhouse for new relationships. And so that's always fun. There's always that going on, you know. Um, Blessing and a curse, you know. But (laughs) mostly a blessing. Um, And there's people here who started their relationships in our living room or at one of our group events, you know. So that's, there's been so many exciting things to see through that. But I, at different points, have had a difficult time with the different parts of the ministry. Whether it's a concern about not having adult friendships, because I'm with college kids all the time, you know, or concerns about the strain on my kids' schedules because they go to school. My two olders are in school and college events are late, right? Very late. (laughs) And so another concern has just been time and money. There's definitely been things with Ben's work that have been sacrificed for the sake of doing things for the group. But through all of these things, God has shown us how he is true to his word and how he has cared for us as we obey him without necessarily knowing how it will pan out. We've seen our kids love the college students and college group is absolutely one of their favorite things in the world. My three-year-old asks me two things on the daily. He asks me one, when is college group? And he asked me, two, when am I going to great grandpa's for pancakes? 
these are like the things that run his life. This is what he's most excited for. We have grown in friendships with the students, but we've also grown with the leaders who we serve with and with just other adults. God has provided year and year again for us financially. It's definitely counterintuitive. Doing something that you think might be the thing that just stretches your family a little too far. But God uses that very thing to take care of you. Now, this is just my little example, but I know many of you know this, how God blesses obedience in your life. Now, I'm not saying never say no. I'm not saying give away all your family time. The Bible doesn't often deal in hard and fast rules or how much time to spend doing what. But as a principle, if you are spending your life in the service of others and of the church, God will bless you and bless your marriage. Now, it does very much come back to communication. You have to be on the same page with your husband and follow your husband in this. It's not good for a wife to go on a moral crusade. Like, we are going to soup kitchens every Saturday. I don't care what you have going on. That is our ministry. But speak with your husband. Be open with him. Let him lead your family in this. And don't pull back and let those naturally protective tendencies overpower that. God will show you his goodness to your family. You will see it in your children and you will see it in your marriage. God really brings us together when we sacrifice with each other. And when you serve together, even if you're not working directly side by side all the time, you know, I might be working on something for women's ministry or just holding down the fort while he is doing something else or working on something for men's ministry. And it might be pulling and stretching both of our time thin But there's an understanding that I'm happy with what he's doing, and he's happy with what I'm doing, and we're both working together to serve God. It just brings you together in a way that other things don't. It's hard to describe, but it just does. So that's that. That's the serving part. Now we're on to date ideas, because we just need fun time. Fun time is important. So we've talked about being happy with our place in life, about being enjoyable, about serving together. And now as we think about date ideas, you have to keep in mind that everyone is going to do this differently and that's okay. Generally, my husband and I really like doing things with our kids. We will like see something fun going on next week and we'll, be, and we'll, we'll say to each other verbally, we'll be like, oh, we should take a date and like go do that. But then it comes around and we're like, oh, let's just take the kids. This will be fun. You know? So, so we're mostly at that stage in our life. Um, I do probably have to make a little disclaimer. We did just go to Costa Rica by ourselves, but this is something we've never done before. And our parents watched our kids, which was fantastic. And it really helped us to take a step back And just take a deep breath and say, okay, what are our big trajectories? You know, what do we want to see in our kids? Where do we want to work on things in our relationship? What, like, are the big picture kind of things, right? And that was really helpful just to get away and have some time to think about that. But also, it was just fun. And I think just having fun with your spouse is important. Um, But other than that, we haven't gone on an overnight trip without them really just like a fun thing. Um, I would say generally we're pretty bad at planning formal dates, like the kind of date where you 
have been planning on it all week. And there's like dinner and an activity and you look nice. We do that. And every time we do that, we enjoy it. Like it's a good time. But I would say usually our dates aren't Instagram worthy, if you know what I mean. So I'll tell you a few easy date ideas that we do. And I'm just going to kind of rapid fire them. Hopefully you can get some ideas or at least think of something that you might like to do. Our go-to is this. We find a meal that we want to cook. Um, we could find it like Sia online that week, or maybe we, we will have gone to a restaurant and like something that they had there and we want to recreate it. Um, so we find a meal that we want to cook. We go to Kroger. We like Kroger. It's our, it's our favorite store. And we get ingredients. The kids come with us and we check the clearance section, you know, see if there's any fun stuff there. And then we come home and we cook it together. Usually it's something new or interesting. It might not work out all the time, but the kids like being involved in it. They can be in the kitchen and help us. They can go read books or sometimes we get like sparkling juice and they like sit and sip their juice, you know, and get out a little game that they can handle themselves. But they enjoy it. They know it's kind of a special time. Sometimes we'll let them pick out a cheap TV dinner at Kroger, like the one that has a penguin on it. I don't know what it's called. It's disgusting. What is it? Kid cuisine. Who, who, who's my kid cuisine? Anyway, oh, it's, it's vile. But they love it, and they look forward to it, and it's fun for them. And then we'll eat together, and if we have time afterwards, like we'll work through a TV series with the kids, you know, some, something we can both enjoy. So we kind of work through it at a glacial pace. It takes forever for us to get through anything. Um, and then afterwards, the kids will go to bed, and maybe Ben and I will just chill. We'll play a game. We'll watch a movie. We'll eat some snacks. We always eat some snacks. You know, so that's pretty much like our favorite go-to night in kind of deal. I also, in terms of a night out kind of thing, I keep an eye on things going on around Toledo. So I, I like Facebook events. You wouldn't think that it would be like super helpful, but there's a little events tab on Facebook and everybody kind of posts their events there. So you can find out the oddball things going around, like historical, I don't know, like little historical events that might be going on at like Fort Mags or the 577 or different things like that, or just generally things going on that aren't like the big headliner events for Toledo, the more niche kind of things Facebook events is helpful for. Um, but about once a year, we go to a concert at Prometica at that concert outdoor place they have downtown. I'm not sure what it's called. It's like a grassy field. It's down by the docks. This year we went to Craig Morgan, who's a country artist. A couple years ago we went to some reggae guy and like it's a lot of fun at that. We also really like the Libby Glass outlet. It's a fun place to just go walk around. It's a little, I mean, you got to tell your kids not to run your hands along the shelves, you know, but I do feel like there's always fun finds in it. It's kind of just a fun area of town to be in. We like home improvement stores. I know a few of you go and walk around home improvement stores. Top tier for me is Home Depot, bottom tier for me is Menards. But, you know, everybody has their own opinion. And especially if you're working on some project at the house, it can be fun to like go and kind of dream about things you would want to do with your house in the future. Um, we will take the kids to a coffee shop and then go for a walk. I really like, um, Grounds for Thought and BG, if you're out that way. They have books that your kids can read and little toys and things like that, and they have donuts. And then we'll go and walk around a park in BG. We love Big Trash Pickup. 
We love it. Um, I find out when people, like when the different villages big trash pickup is and we will get in my husband's truck and we will drive around and everybody the kids like it because they like to like spot things and ben and i like it because we like to spot things and and we just drive around people throw out good stuff you know and so we'll get that and we've gotten you know like we have a bunch of furniture just nice furniture i don't know we have furniture in our house from that and the kids will get like like outdoor toys, people throw out outdoor toys all the time. So I'll get those in the spring big trash pickup and put them out by the curb in the fall big trash pickup. <laughs> so we don't have to store them all winter. And then we'll sometimes get things, fix them up a little bit and sell them. It's just a fun thing that we like doing. We live in Waterville, so it's really close to a lot of parks. So we will go and take a walk by the park. Sometimes I'll make dinner and like we won't necessarily go into a big cookout at the grill at the park, but I'll just like make dinner, throw it in a, you know, nine by 13 Pyrex thing and just take it. We'll eat it there down by the river. That's another fun thing we like to do. Goodwill and white house is creme de la creme of Goodwills. So if you are a thrifting kind of family, that's also a fun thing we like doing. One stay in date that we've done varieties of is a nostalgia date. So we, we make food that we enjoyed as a kid um, or, or something that we always wanted to eat when we were a kid, you know. And then we'll watch a favorite movie from when we were a kid, too. And that's, that's been fun because it's, it's fun for Ben and I, but it's also fun for the kids because, you know, they're kids and it's fun. Anyway, uh, credit card points for an overnight hotel stay are not hard to accumulate. One night of points is not that many. It's a really like very manageable thing. You don't need to be this big credit card couponing savvy person to do it. And so what we'll do is we'll get enough points for a stay and then I'll book a hotel that has a pool and a, a free breakfast in the morning. So we go and the kids love the pool and then in the morning we'll go and fill them all up on the free breakfast and go somewhere. So bonus points if, you, if you're somewhere that you can go and then walk around somewhere after you check out from the hotel. Like Ann Arbor is a really fun place and it's close. The Dayton Air Force Museum is so fun. Personally, I love it. But the kids like it too and my husband likes it too. Um, and then also we've really enjoyed like like even just Cleveland or Cincinnati, one of those close cities that you can go and, and find something to do after you check out from the hotel. So those are kind of our free time things to do, but it's not, we don't just try to enjoy each other when we have designated free time off, you know? Ben has a shop that he works from and I will stop by with the kids during the day and I'll help him with making shipping labels or taping boxes or maybe just moving stuff around his shop or things like that. There was a period of time when we did a lot of house projects together. We bought a foreclosure and we did a lot of work on it. And we're kind of out of that cycle of our life right now, but I'm sure when we buy our next house, we'll be back in that cycle. And that's a fun thing to work on together because you have a united purpose. It's, it's fun most of the time. And the other times it's character building. <laughs> but Ben's schedule can be a little funny. He, he works with Chinese suppliers and in China, their workday is our like 11 p.m. to 4 a.m., right? So he will fairly frequently be up at those kind of wee hours of the morning messaging and working with Chinese sellers. So when he is up during the night like that, then the next morning we try to take it easy and I'll make coffee. And then after I get the two older kids on the bus in the morning, we'll just kind of sit 
and drink coffee and have a little bit of a slower morning. Um, sometimes it even looks just like feeding your kids at dinner time. And then if he's getting home late, waiting to eat dinner until he gets home. My husband got home at 11 on Monday and I waited till he got home and I just made like scrambled eggs and like sausage when he got home and we ate at like 11 o'clock. And it's just, it's just a way to have like a little bit of, of just you quality time at some point during the day where otherwise you might not get any. The thing is what you and your husband enjoy is going to be different from us, but it doesn't need to be extravagant. It doesn't need to be expensive and it doesn't need to look like what your friends are doing. It can be something that if you were to post on Instagram, people might be like, that looks a little boring. You know, that's okay. If you are enjoying it, then it's okay. God has given us our own husbands. He's given us our own children, and he's given us our own work. And keeping that in mind, let me just read this verse again. And that's how I'm going to close, is read this verse again. Ecclesiastes 9.9. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your futile life which he has given you under the sun. All the days of your futility. For this is your reward in life and in your work which you have labored under the sun. Okay, so wasn't that a great challenge? Plus, Audrey is actually really funny. Let's review those four things she called us to. First, she said we need to be happy. She actually said you need to be happy in your own shoes, which I thought was great because it had the hint of contentment in our spot in life. Secondly, she called us to be the enjoyable person that we would want to be around. This is a great thing to think about and to look at our lives. She challenged us to have a culture of thankfulness in our home. I love that idea of culture. That just means it's like who you are. She and her husband, as she shared, are always looking for ways to encourage and thank each other. I love this practical way to be thankful and to have that culture in our home. Then she called us to serve God as part of our home. Uh, One of the things I loved that she said was the fact that our ratios may be off in comparison to other people. So we shouldn't compare and we should just serve God and know that he will provide for us. This means if we're up late with family and, and guests who are over for dinner, that's okay. God will give us the strength the next day to do the things we need to do. Or if our husband is serving at church in some way until late at night, we can hold dinner and have dinner with him or know that God will provide. Finally, she gave us some really fun creative date ideas. I hope that you grabbed a few and I hope you can kind of reach out to family and friends and ask what they like to do on dates. There are so many options. One of my favorite ideas was a girl that was at my table and she shared how she and her husband like to watch travel documentaries and then eat the food that goes with that particular country. I I thought that was a really creative way to have a date and very fun. So I hope that you come up with some great things. Hey, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I do thank you that you have blessed us with husbands and I thank you that we can have fun with them and have fun with our children. Give us great strength to be happy in the shoes that you have put us in and help us to serve you each and every day as we honor, love, and have fun with our spouse. In Jesus' name, amen. On our next episode, we're going to finish our four-part series called Purpose. Next week's episode is called Serve. I hope you join us for that. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time. Mm -hmm.